Welcome and thank you for joining episode 11 of Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend, maybe more, over to my apartment. We chat a bit, then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artists, and I did say plural, are award-winning New York City singer, singers, actors, and musicians who do stripped-down versions of eclectic covers and eccentric originals. Not only are the originals stripped down, cello, ukulele, glockenspiel, melodica, uh, but they literally strip down to their underwear to perform. They are YouTube sensations with covers of artists like Robin, Lana Del Rey, Carol King, and Rihanna. They've been making quirky pop music together and playing across the country since 2004, with a live show that's fast and funny and packed with big voices, crazy harmonies, and fun arrangements. Obviously, I'm talking about Laura Molina and Nick Searley, a.k.a. The Skivvies. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you for that lovely intro. Your well, apartment is so pretty. Thank Love you it. Much. Although Thanks. it's in Queens and the R train is a biatch <laughs> to, to get here on the weekends. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't warn you about that. It's okay. I, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. It's your fault. <laughs> the train is your fault. The yeah. train is all, all my fault. But, um, but thank you guys so much for being here and doing this. It's our pleasure. Your music's great. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say. Um, I'd love to start talking about how we all have known each other. Um, mm-hmm. Nick, I met him uh, when he was doing some thesis projects at NYU and just got my attention right away. And I was like, I want to use him. And we ended up doing so uh, in a reading of Awakening a number of years ago. And um, just been looking for opportunities to, to jam out ever since. And I've been a fan of Lormelina's for years, and Sweeney Todd, and so many of my contemporaries have, you know, utilized your talents, and I'm just a, it's a big old fan. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> well, it's so funny because Nick and I met in 2003 doing a theater works tour, um, children's theater, yeah. traveling across the country, and, um, you know, that was, we were just talking about this, that this, that was the what brought us together, you know, trying times, <laughs> driving a van, setting up the sets in cafetoriums across the country oh my gosh, and, you know, paying your dues, getting your equity card. Um, but since then, Nick and I haven't really done any, um, any other shows together, but we have done a lot of music making together. Um, we're both singer songwriters and we both do these covers. And, um, you know, since 2004, we've been performing in places like, you know, in, in more cabaret kind of spaces, um, you know, everything from the duplex to the Lori Beachman. And then um, just in the past year, we, um, we started the Skivvies, um, which we'll probably talk about how that was born. Yeah. But ever since we started taking our clothes off, people really have taken notice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're playing big venues like um, uh, the Highline, Highline Ballroom. Ballroom. And That's we just amazing. were invited to come out to L.A. to play Rockwell and... So, um, you know, it's kind of exciting that, uh, that people are now really taking notice to our arrangements and, you know, the fact that we're naked. But, you know... <laughs> Whatever gets them in the door. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know. know, it's like you got to get a gimmick. But then um, one of the things that most people tell me is that after a while, you don't even realize that people are in their underwear, you know. Um, it's, it's almost like a science experiment, I feel like, when we're doing it. It's like... You don't realize you're in your underwear anymore. I don't really realize it. After yeah, the, it's just like you know, and it's kind of like exposing yourself, exposing the music. It's about like being free and and creative with the arrangements and and hearing the songs that you've heard in a totally overproduced electronic way. Yes. in a sort of stripped down um, 
uh, version with you know the the string orchestrations of ukulele and cello and guitar and the quirky instruments that elicit you know childlike quirkiness yeah um and uh so you know we're, we we totally had a great time doing that but you know, working on your song today really just reminded me that we should probably make some theater together. Yeah, we don't, so. we don't ever do theater together. So oh, well. we have a lot of theatricality about the skivvies, but we don't like do musicals together. Mm-hmm. We've and never we do, done the reading even together, I, I don't know. think. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh, you know, um, what was I going to say? We don't even perform musical theater in the skivvies, really. We have like a couple quotations here and there. Yes, yeah. Um, some, some glitter be gay. And... Some glitter mm-hmm. be gay. It's right. Tits and ass happens from right. the chorus line. Right. And the, the theme from Cats in our, um, <laughs> you know, in our play. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I remember that from the music video. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so that just goes nicely into what inspired you to, to make the skivvies what they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what inspired us for the skivvies? Well, we were getting a, a sandwich in the deli last February, 2012. Way and back when. What? Way back when. Way back, way back to last yeah. February. And we were in the deli and we were planning on making music that day. We had no intention of the skivvies, no intention of it at all. We just wanted to record a song. And we heard the song We Found Love by Rihanna down in the deli. And it was just like dubstep electronic digital noise, in my opinion. And I was like, what? I hate the song. It makes me just... I get angry when I hear it because I don't feel like there's any musicality about it. I feel like the, are there even chords? So we got the sandwiches, we went back up, and we were like, let's even see if there are chords. We looked it up, and we were like, oh my god, there's four. And we f***ed with it. Am I allowed to say that? I'll we it. screwed cool. it. We, <laughs> <nope>. <laughs> we did things with it, funked it up, and um, made it a waltz, and made it a ballad, and we actually you paid attention to the words. Um, and we were really happy with what turned out. And then we were like, well, let's record this. Put it on YouTube. Put it on YouTube and just, you know, put it out there. And Lauren was deciding what to wear and she had was in a bra and I said, well, why don't you just wear that? We're stripping it down. We could no. do it. And then I was like, well, if you get naked, I'll get naked. And <laughs> I was like, that could be a really hilarious thing if we take it really earnestly and, you know, perform it straight, you know, in our, in our underwear and like have that dichotomy of the multi layers of stripped down and um doing a cover uncovered yes <laughs> I exactly love I love <laughs> and um you know and then we started to get when we posted our first video we weren't the skivvies yet that came later actually i think my boyfriend suggested that name and um but we wanted to just do a stripped down series and he and <laughs> the the comments that we started getting were like you guys are really good you don't need to take your clothes off <laughs> <laughs> like like we were doing it for That's, attention or oh, something yeah, yeah. when we were when literally it was just for the comedy element of it the irony the irony exactly um but then you know uh we were asked to do a show at Joe's pub in August of last year and after that, we just really started taking off. That was we, our first live show, the first, August show at Joe's as Pub. As the Skivvies. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'd been performing all over. We'd even performed together at Joe's Pub for, you know, various benefits and concerts right, and stuff, right. stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, and we invited some celebrity Broadway guests like Will Swenson and, you know. Susan Blackwell. Yeah. Ashley and, Brown. That yeah. Was fun. And, um, and now uh, we just performed in L.A. with Barrett Foa and Laura Benanti and, and um, and the, a very pregnant Daisy Egan, which <laughs> I, I highly recommend that you go to YouTube and find that. She's so pregnant. I've, I've seen photos and it's... Oh. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so, yeah. Nice. So, how long have you been... Well, let's, let's list the instruments that you play 
and then how, how long have you been playing them? Mm-hmm. Like, what have you picked up along the way? Well, we both started piano at a really young age, um, even though there is no piano in the skivvies. Um, banned. The piano is banned. For now. We just haven't used it. I'm happy to use it, but we haven't At used some it. point. But I played the cello. I've been playing the cello since I was eight. And uh, I picked up guitar in high school, ukulele. I picked it up, like, while I was doing Sweeney Todd, so around 2006. And, um, I, you know, the other little instruments, the melodica, I bought that in 2006, too, I think. Um, and... Uh, Nick is kind of amazing because he just started the ukulele, what, like two years ago? Not even. Last December. Um, And then the guitar I had kind of taught myself on that year as well. So like a year and a half ago, two years, oh, maybe two years ago for the guitar. And then piano I started when I was about five. I had a nun come over to my house every Tuesday and teach me for like 14 years. Did you say a nun? Yeah, Sister Marie Holly. She's still kicking. Um, she came over every Tuesday to teach me piano. And then I, I messed around on some drums. I, uh, I, I, a little bit of that. And the glockenspiel is just like a xylophone with a piano mentality. Mm-hmm. So I think I, it just goes to show how musical you are as a person that, and you know, you have such a good ear and <laughs> that you work so hard at <laughs> like improving and, uh, you know, just through practice, you can really get better and form a band. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see any um, other instruments entering the? Oh, the I can? would love it. I would love a dulcimer. I would love. Yeah. A but lot that of means food. schlepping. You yeah. see, we already carry so many. With instruments. only two yeah. of us, and we look like crazy people. On we look like we are homeless because we have so much on the subway. When we walk when we down the street, commute to the gig. It's like we need more hands if we're going to have more instruments. Mm-hmm. Roadies, if you will. Anybody yeah. out there? Roadies. Anyone, Anyone out there? You can just email Joel and <laughs> <laughs> get your number. Exactly. Um, and so, well, speaking of other people, are, are there any, is there anyone else involved, like, helping you, uh, with arrangements, or a director, or what? No, it's just us, yeah, we both kind That's of, amazing. like, bounce ideas back and forth off of each other, and Nick and I sort of share the same brain, <laughs> it's kind of bizarre, um, we can finish each other's sentences, and, um, you know, when we get, when one of us gets an idea, we just riff entirely off of each other. Our text threads are really fun. They're in the middle <laughs> sure. of the night or random early in the morning and they are literally, I know exactly what she's talking about even if it doesn't make any sense like wear a monkey hat and it's like, oh right, of course we were talking about oh, that yes. in the song. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, you know, I think both of our backgrounds, we know a lot about about pop and, and um, musical theater but, you know, I don't know, you have this very... You know a lot more of like the candy pop world than I do, so I really rely on him for like the Britney references oh, and yeah. you know. My dad was a DJ uh, when I was growing up, so he had an extensive like he would DJ with vinyl. That was how long it was in the mid eighties. So any any '80s rock pop was mm-hmm. like my jam, and it just kind of like continued on. I, I I'm always up with the contempt like top forty or what's what's pop. What pop? What's top of the pop charts right now? But what I think the Skivvies really love to do is take what is pop and and look at the absurdity of the lyrics because these days the well, I mean, not only these days, but just in general, pop music can be so poorly written and the rhymes are so poorly written. But you know, you get a good hook and you've got a hit. Mm-hmm. So um, when we deconstruct the song, it's very apparent how ridiculous these lyrics are. It's exposed, are. Yeah. if you will. <laughs> and does that 
make the song better. Yes. Yeah. We all, I mean, that's what we gravitate towards is the most ridiculous. Because it has better comedic results. Um, for, like when Will did Get Low, it was like, really? That's what those were? Ah, ski, ski, ah. I can't say well. that. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that's what they were saying. Well, that is in itself a bad word. Ah, ski, ski? No, skeet. That's, oh, that's bad. I did Sorry. not. Bleep me again. Yeah, it means that. Oh, oh, oh. Bleep. For those of you at home, we're not going to tell you the visual of it. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> shown. So how does, you know, so you, you both are rooted in musical theater as performers and musicians. And so I'm curious, how does your work with the Skivvies complement your work as a musical theater performer and vice versa? Well, now whenever I walk into an audition, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't recognize you with, with your, your clothes, clothes on. on. Really? Yeah, it happens a lot. It precedes you, but I mean, I mean, but that's I, great. It's that's a great the thing. Point, right? That's the point. Yeah, that is a good point. But it, it's really funny how everyone thinks. At that. least it's not like, oh God, we don't yeah. recognize you with your clothes up. Like I feel like it's not a negative. It feels no. It's definitely a positive, and and all. But it's just hilarious. Like I went in for a Shakespearean audition the other day, and you know the skivvies are brought up, and I was like, no, take me seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm an actor, um, but but. Uh, I definitely think that um, it, it helps out because people think that we're brave. I get that a lot. And I just see it as, I guess, yeah, I, I guess we are brave. Um, but I, I see it also as like when you're an actor, you have to be willing to expose yourself and be willing to be vulnerable. And I think that is very important as an actor um, because, you know, you're not always like just uh, trying so hard to be right, but you can you know, take, take direction and be open for giving and taking and listening. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this, this world is scary, you know, this business is scary. So, um, uh, you know, I also think that it's helped, um, as far as like vocally, you know, we're, we're doing all kinds of fun, crazy things and, um, our harmonies, we've always really been good at singing together, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when you do anything, as much as we've been getting to do, like, I feel, like, very grateful that we get to do the Skivvy so much because it, it is just, like, it's honing what we do. Every time we do it, it just feels like it's getting better and better. It's, mm-hmm. it, and it has helped every aspect of my And, you know, musical theater um, is very trending towards actor-musicianship. Yes. You know, so, you know, that's... <laughs> For so. Nick, picking <laughs> up the ukulele and the guitar and everything else That's under huge. the sun. It's huge, yeah. It's getting in the doors. If it makes noise, I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make noise. It hasn't meant Nick, really. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so I also wanted to talk about, you know, when you're doing musical theater, I, I notice that there's a lot of new work in your, in your bios or helping recreate old work. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you actively seek out, or you know, I know you you just did Gabby Alter's piece. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it again you, this that's, summer. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of him. Okay, it's called Nobody Loves You. It's a satire. Gabby Alter, Gabby Alter Ida Moses. Um, it's gonna be at Second Stage this summer, starting I believe June 21st. I'm so excited for it to be in New York this summer. And um, I'm whenever I'm asked like, what is your dream role? Um, and I I always kind of hesitate to come with, up with like a quick answer because I I like to think that the perfect dream role has yet to be written for me. Um, you know, like I, I love creating new things and I, I think that originating um, parts is what is why we do it. 
that's a, that's a wonderful. I would say the same fun. thing. I mean, if if I, I'm always much happier getting to create the role or getting to be the first to put my stamp on it. To, I'd rather be the mold than to fill in the mold. You know, so I think that's my that's the dream. And even with like you know, for me when I was uh, doing um, like Sweeney Todd, I I grew up listening to and and you know seeing that. Um, the, the movie version, the PBS version of Sweeney Todd. And, um, but I hadn't seen it in several years before I went in for the audition. And, um, and so, and I didn't even want to because I wanted to just like make it my own and put my own sort of stamp on it. And then John, John Doyle was very um, encouraging of trying to get all of the preconceived notions of who she was so that I was able to be free with that. That's brilliant, and you were great in that. Thanks. And you guys definitely are breaking many a mold. <laughs> <laughs> with this well, well, thank you. You thank are you. welcome. Uh, so, so what is next for the Skivvies? Is there anything you want to put out there into the universe? Yeah, I think we can talk about. Yeah. Um, June tenth, we're at fifty-four below. Nice. And then June 23rd, we're opening Broadway Bears. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a perfect pairing, of course. Yeah. So that's exciting. We're going to go back out to LA. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. Um, Adam Shankin was just at our last show in LA, and he gave us a lot of very sweet compliments, and he um, he wants to bring us back and host host a show or two with us out there. And he's like, and I really, I have this friend, Sarah Silverman. She Who might really love you guys. <laughs> sure. That's amazing. Sure, she can perform with us. So we'll no, put that out there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> do it, do yeah. it. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's all the time we have for, for questions. Um, I guess I should set up the song a little bit. So uh, this, this song is called Time Killers, and it's from my musical, Tell and Back. Uh, it's at the moment a cut song, but we might be bringing it back oh. into the piece. I know, I know, but um, besides, besides, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, this song takes place. It's a it was a flashback for the taxi driver to the underworld, Sharon, who you know everyone was wondering why he was so invested. Sharon's in, a boy. Is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> played played effortlessly by the boy Nick Searley. <laughs> I've gotten the note. You know why is Sharon the taxi driver so invested in? the hero's journey of trying to get his dead girlfriend back. And that's when my director and I had the idea of, oh, well, maybe, you know, he there's a connection between him and the girlfriend as well. You know, that there's, he feels some kind of kindred spirit. She reminds him of someone that he lost when he passed away. I don't know. So I wrote this little flashback called Time Killers. And, um, and yeah, so it's just a fun little getting to know you song uh, for, for Sharon and Eurydice. And um, that's what you're going to hear. Thank you. It was so great to meet you. It was so, so great, great to meet you and, and see you again. And uh, remember, if you like the song, it'll be available for free download on my SoundCloud page until the next podcast goes up. And you can check out the Skivvies at um, the Skivvies. That's S-K-I-2-V-V-I-E-S-N-Y-C.com. And we're on Twitter, the Skivvies NYC, and Facebook. Also, the Skivvies NYC. <laughs> nice. Um, and if you, if you like to if you'd like to request sheet music for the song, you may do so at joelbnew at gmail.com for a free PDF. Uh, be sure that you're liking our fan pages, as they already said. Like us, like us. We'll like you back. They're worth it. They're worth it. <laughs> Visit our websites, joelbnew.com, skivviesnyc.com. Uh, subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends. 
Uh, next episode is musical theater actress and Weight Watchers leader to the stars, Melanie Kahn. Ooh. I know. She's going to teach us a lot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, thank you, guests. Thank you so much, Lauren, <laughs> Lena, and Nick Searley. Thank you for doing thank this. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. From my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. And the Skimmies! Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Saying thank you for dropping by. <laughs> no, <you're not>. <laughs> <laughs>
couple of time killers. Thus, and hence, Grand Jerry Jess are pleased at the self defense.